Hey, man, good to see each one of you. Got a lot of folks in the house tonight. We're glad that you've made this your service. We're glad that you've put forth the effort to come over to the house of God. I know there's a lot of places you could have been tonight, but we're glad that you chose to be here tonight. And we hope that you leave here with a blessing. Whatever the need is in this service, we know a man that can meet all the needs Amen. in everybody's life. And, right. and uh, I always, when I'm praying for folks, I always I say, Lord, if there's anybody in the house lost and undone, I say, Lord, send down your convicting spirit. Yes. Okay. If there's somebody in the house that's down and out and discouraged, Lord, yeah. Lord, help something to be done to encourage yeah. them, to help them. If there's somebody that uh, just, just needs whatever they need, Lord, we know that you'll send that. Boy, I, and uh, we sang that song, I want to know more than I know now. I, I tell you what, Christianity's a growing thing. It is. It's a We don't know it all when we get saved. And I remember Brother Andrew Oden talking to him when he was about 103, I guess, somewhere around there. He hadn't made it up to 105 yet, but uh, he said, somebody's a learning process, and you still learn it all the way. And I'm, the more I learn about my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the more I'm amazed. And just about the time that I think he's done it all, uh, he just does something else to take care of. So, uh, boy, that just thrills me. And it gives me the assurance to know as we go on down life's road, uh, to know that any problems that we're going to face, and we're going to face them, any problems that we face or trial or tribulation, yeah. he can handle it today. Yeah. Well, I can look back and see where I drove up stakes, where he's brought me through before. I have no doubt today that he'll continue to bring us through. But, yeah. but I love each and every one of you today. We're so glad you're here. We want you to be part of this service tonight. Whatever God leads you to do, we want you to do it. We appreciate Brother Dustin and what, uh, how the Lord has helped him. Uh, throughout this week and he's preached to us and he's preached plain and uh, I, I call it painting a picture. He's just like he's painting a picture every message that he's preached and the Lord's been good to us. The old timers say they're looking for an old time sin killing revival and I believe that's what we're having but I uh, want us to not to let up but tonight just keep on going. If you're here tonight you're lost and undone without God you're a very special guest tonight. And we would love nothing better, and the Lord would not love nothing better than to see you come to know Him as your Savior tonight and find that deep, settled peace that only comes from God tonight. I tell these young people, we've had a few saved, and I've told them, I said, you're going to need Him. You're going to need Him down life's road. If you, I said, you've got a young life, and if the Lord tarries is coming and lets you live, uh, you're going to face obstacles and decisions, and you're going to need this man, Jesus to give you wisdom and understanding yes. to make the right decisions and that's what you do. But uh, just make yourself at home tonight and and, uh, and we love you and we fix to turn it back uh, to Brother Wayne. But uh, Brother Campbell, if you'll take us to the Lord in prayer before we do.
page 92. 92. Just a little talk with you.
same boat race with God. You pray for us. Good to be here. Bless your heart, brother. Anyone else? You know, mind the Lord tonight. Mind the Lord. We're going we're gonna to try one here. It's uh, like the old time way. That's what it is. <laughs> I, think the <laughs> I got it right here, but it's cut off. <laughs> we should know this. Certainly blessed to be here tonight. I've not got to be in this revival like I would like to be in, and I tell you, I've, I have my heart's been here, and uh, but I'm so glad to be here tonight. Amen. Amen. And, uh, 
wonderful. You give all that you can to the service tonight. Yes. And let's don't leave anything undone if the Lord tells us today.
Does anybody have anything? Can you do 308? 308, yes, mm -hmm. yeah. Hey, but that's
this morning. We're gonna do it. The winning side. Brother Wayne, this job may be here stuff more too. You got one. Okay, great. Great. Well I tell you, you come and sing yours and then we'll do the winning side. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Help you, God. Help you, God.
the Lord. I don't worry when I go to bed to close my eyes. I don't have a fear. No word of heaven. And I'm looking forward You know, it makes a difference. I thought I was safe for a long time, but when I got safe, the spirit comes here. There's a difference. Let me tell you, you know. You will know. Oh, my goodness. I didn't take nothing from a journey now. Been on it a long way, but I'm nearing the top, and I'm happy. Oh, I wish everybody. I don't see why the cake. That's the best thing that ever happened. Sure it is. Man. <laughs> I, you know, always like surprises. We don't know what is said. Eyes not seen, ear has not heard, neither has the dim dim heart of man. What God's got for us? <laughs> I just want to give you. I don't even think about my mansion. I have to think about that. My Lord, the I don't want to go down to that awful pit. No. That's how, you know the rich man's still in hell, but that's not the worst of it. He's gonna come out of hell, and then he's gonna be cast into the lake of fire. And he's still gonna be able to look up and see us. But you know what? We're not gonna see them because uh, uh, God made it dark now. <laughs> Fill her up, Lord. Oh, my goodness. Well, I won't tell you any more time, but I just want to praise the Lord because this could be my last time. You never know. But I want to give the devil a black eye, and as long as I'm able, I'm going to give him a black eye because he's the loser, he's a liar. But he'll make you believe things if you will let him. Yeah. But I need you proud. I was tired. I was so tired. I had to go to come a day, get mud work and everything, and I was give out. But I feel new. I feel good. I feel good. I'm not hurting. <laughs> That's what God can do for you. Amen. I'm telling you that. Yeah. I love the Lord. Amen. I know without a doubt I'm saved. <laughs> and the children that's been saved here this week, I'm going to tell you, I've been saved almost 60 years. And God just keep so keeping. Sure. You don't get saved and then get lost yet. He does a job right at the start. Amen. 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 Let's all stand together. If you're saved, you know what? You're on the winning side. Everybody sing. Everybody sing. Everybody sing. Everybody sing. Everybody sing. Everybody On the winning side.
this preacher's ready. I don't know how other people do things, and I have my own methods, and you think they work, you think they work, but I, before these revivals, I get a piece of paper and I write down thoughts on it, and that helps me a little bit, and as uh, Brother Roy was testifying last night after service, this scripture came to my mind, and it was not on my list, but I, I believe this is what the Lord had us preach tonight. Uh, let's look at the 16th chapter of Luke. And Sister Mary Ruth mentioned this also about the rich man Lazarus. And let me say as you're turning there, there are, I have seen Bibles that will call this a parable. And uh, I don't believe that's accurate. I believe this is a true story the Lord has given. Uh, I feel like you can, there's no symbolic language here. Uh, he also... I feel like it doesn't call the man's name because I bet they knew the man's name and who would have called it. Amen. Uh, in that place, there would not have been enough rich people to, for him to have been hidden. And I do understand, I, I'm not ignorant of the Scripture, I don't think, that this is a holy place and there will come a lake of fire later on. But obviously this place where the rich man is at is not good. I mean, it don't no. take a smart man to read that no. and see. Uh, that this is a place of torment here. And we have, uh, before we get too far, we've got to understand that man is eternal. There is a part of man that lives forever. Amen. There's never a time, and the Bible does not teach the extinction of the soul. You will exist forever, somewhere. Amen. The key is where. And as we read this scripture here, this is, there's two alternatives, right? This place is going to melt with the fervent heat, and you're sure not going to be able to stay here. There's a place called heaven, and there's a place called hell. And I believe in a literal, eternal hell, and I believe that's what the Scripture teaches us. 19th verse, 16th chapter of the book of Luke. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen, and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores, and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivedest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And besides all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us which would come from thence, then said he, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him unto my father's house, for I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. And Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let him hear them. Now I just simply want to take the thought about a place called hell. A place called hell. There is a place that has been prepared to punish sin. That's what this place is for. We see in this place that we read about here where the God's undiluted wrath has been revealed. We are always, down through the ages, God has tempered His wrath with mercy. Sure. And sometimes we forget just how much 
God hates sin. Amen. He hates it today. Yeah, we yeah, see yeah. glimpses. Oh, he destroyed this earth with water one time because the thoughts of man were continuously evil. But Noah found grace in the eyes of God. There's always been mercy as far as God is concerned. But there is coming a day and there is coming a place where the mercies of God will run out. We live, David writes about his mercy endureth forever. That's to the saved folks. But this is to the people who are unregenerated, who have not been born again, who are not washed in the blood of the Lamb, who have not been saved. These people, because of their sin, are subject to the wrath of God. And we see in this place... A place where God has absolutely removed mercy, removed grace, and has poured out His wrath against unrighteousness, ungodliness, and sin down through the ages. And because man is a sinner, man will be subject to this unless he's been rescued by the grace of God. This is a perfect place to punish sin. We talk about a perfect salvation. And we talk about a beautiful, marvelous heaven. And the same God that can make a heaven that is beautiful and perfect for the saints of God can make a hell that is absolutely perfect to punish sin. And hell is a place where God has spared no thought to punish the sin down through the ages. And you are subject to it as a lost man. Man is born in a condition of lostness. Man is born in the condition of sin. That because of my nature, because of what I am, I'm not a sinner because of what I do. I'm a sinner because of what I am. There's a problem. And man is born to a fallen race. And Paul said that we were by nature the children of wrath. We have inherited a nature that is corrupt, that is an enemy to God, and that is destined for this place of wrath. And here it is. And there is coming a day. There is coming a day where the mercy of God will run out. It's God's mercy that you're here tonight. It's God's mercy that you're still taking a breath. It's God's mercy that you are not in this place. And through His mercy, He has allowed you to come to church and to hear the gospel warning you one more time. But in this place, there is no water. There is no mercy. We read about a man begging for a drop of water. Just a little bit of relief in this place. And there was none, Brother Roy. You mentioned last night. There is no mercy here. We read about a place, and hell is a place of unrestrained evil. These people in hell are the absolute worst throughout all the ages. Now, they don't have a knowledge that anybody else is there. It's not a place of fun and enjoyment. The pleasures of sin has run out. But they are still the same people. Let's not forget that. We get a new body. That's changed into his likeness. But these folks get a body that never dies. But it ain't changed. Hey, you pick out the worst of the ages, the vilest of the vile, the criminal of the criminal, and that is who is in this place called hell. That's who's there. The worst prison in Alabama ain't just bad folks. There's bad folks here. But we read, we read here that this rich man lift up his eyes in this place called hell. What did he do? What was, what was so bad about this guy? He, Lazarus was laying at his gate begging, wasn't he? And he was being fed with stuff that fell from his table. He gave to the poor. He was a semi-decent moral person, it looks like. But he is in hell with the worst of the worst. We have a misunderstanding today that just because you're a good old boy, 
or because you're a good woman or because you're a nice person, it saves you from going to hell. That's not true. There's something wrong with you. You're by nature a sinner, by nature destined of God's wrath, and you will be in hell just like the rich man with the worst you can possibly imagine down through the ages. His sin was godlessness. His sin was carelessness. His sin was he went through life seeking his own and his pleasure with no thought of God and his creator. Hell is full of people that are good people. That is full of people. Full of our friends, full of some of our family, some of our neighbors that would give you the shirt off of their back. That without, I loved them, you loved them, but they died without God. Now listen, there's a scripture in Revelation that says, and there's a great white throne, and only the seated one from whose face the earth and heaven fled away from it, and before him stood all the nations. And the verse says, and there was found no place for them. Found no place for them. You can't stay on this earth. No. And you're not fit for heaven. And the only place in the entire realm of creation that is left is this place called heaven. Amen. 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 And into that place, into that place went this rich man. With all the vileness and all the sin of the ages, he's there. It's a place of unbearable suffering. I told you God can make a place that is perfect to punish sin. And if we read about hell, it's a place that God has done a good job making a place to punish sin. It is a place of physical suffering beyond understanding. We read about a place of a lake of fire. You know we got five senses, right? Five senses. Hell has to torment for every one of them. The Scripture says it's a place of utter darkness where there's no light whatsoever. Can't even see the hand in front of your face. And mankind craves light. We desire it. Sure. But there's nothing there. The place of wailing and gnashing of teeth. While the ages roll, the cries will go up. Amen. Let me out of here. Let me out of here. Oh, the pain. I bet you there's an awfulest prayer meeting down there in hell tonight. You're Folks, begging, begging to get out. But mercy's running out. Amen. Says it's a place that burns with fire and brimstone. Sulfur. It smells terrible. I bet it's so bad you can taste it. And that ain't even counting the flames. He's not tormenting in this flame. Literal fire, I don't know, but I believe it is. A plate, that ain't nothing that hurts worse than getting burned. Now in my mind, in my mind, they have this body that's just made where it can't die. You may have a better idea than that, go for it. But it's this body that can feel pain, but cannot die. Burning for all eternity. That's bad. But it is worse. He says, son, remember. Son, remember. Remember. Not just physical pain. But see, he can still remember this life. He can still remember every message he's ever heard. Every time he's ever sent the service and the invitation song went out, said, come, come and be saved. Every time the preacher said one more verse, he remembers that. Son, remember, remember, remember the wasted opportunities. Remember the chances you had to avoid this place and down through the ages. Son, remember Echoes in his mind. He still remembers his family, don't he? Yeah, sure. Now we're going to a place where the hand of God is going to wipe the tears from our eyes. Their memory's gone. But here, there is coming 
a great separation. There will be a day where man will stand before God and he'll part them as sheep does from the goats, as a man does a sheep from the goats. And on that day, your family that is lost will be separated from you. Do we realize that? That husbands and wives will spend eternity in different places. I believe in a literal judgment where God will literally separate us on that great day. Yeah. You'll stand before God as a lost man and you will be eternally separated from your family forevermore. Right. And he says, son, remember. Remember, remember, they're there. They're in the presence of God. And you're not. Jesus told the Pharisees the same thing. He said, you'll see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom and you yourselves be thrust out. Mm -hmm. Remember the separations coming. Remember the opportunities you've missed. It's a place that suffering knows no end. But it's a place where separation is unending. Notice he says, between us and you, there's a great gulf being fixed. Now, yeah, that ain't too complicated. We're separated from heaven. But it's deeper than that. Amen. You're separated from everything that is good, that is pleasurable, that is enjoyable, that is peaceful. There ain't no songs going to be sung down there. There's no laughter in the place called heaven. Probably the only place in the whole universe folks won't laugh will be in that place. Never a smile to be seen. Never a child's voice in this place called heaven. No sunrises. No sunsets. No birds singing. No peaceful brooks flowing. Lakes with absolutely no beauty, no pleasure whatsoever. You are separated from that by a great gulf. Nothing will ever cross it. And you'll never get out. And you'll never see it again. Between us and you, there's a great gulf fixed between you and them. But notice he said it was fixed, right? Fixed. That means it has been set. Has been set. The Almighty God, the Maker of heaven and earth, has put a barrier between these two places that is fixed for all eternity. It's a place of absolute hopelessness. No hope whatsoever. It's never going to get better. It's never going to end. There's never going to be any relief. We read that. And it says, and in hell he lift up his eyes, right? Yep. And my little understanding of English, that's present tense. Yep. say lifted. Because as I read that today, 2,000 years later, he lifted up his eyes. He's still there. Yeah. No hope. There's, not, I can't, there's nothing I can compare that to in this life. No matter how bad you've got it, there's always hope it'll get better. Sure. I mean, it may be death to take you to heaven, but it will get better. But here, it will never. Somebody wrote that there's a sign over hell. It says, Abandon hope. All oh, you who enter here. It's that kind of place. It's that kind of place. And the tragedy of it all, the tragedy of it all, is it's a place that is absolutely avoidable. This is unnecessary. Hell was not made for man. Hell was made for the devil and his angels. That's what God made this for. Man goes to hell as an intruder. I'm satisfied. That's why the Old Testament says that hell hath enlarged herself. It was made for its purpose. And when man goes there, it has to get bigger because it was not made for you. God has made a way. The Scripture says that He is patient and long-suffering and not willing that any should perish, but that all of it should come to repentance. It is not the will of 
God that you go to hell. It is, not, and it is God has done everything he could to keep you from going to hell. For God so loved the world, I preached this morning, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believeth him should not perish and go to this place, but have everlasting life. Hell is a place that you can avoid, that you can escape, that today, I, I see it this way, that great gulf between heaven and hell is fixed if you go there too late. But there's a bridge over it right now, Brother Mike. There's a bridge that across the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And those of us who are by nature children of wrath can, by faith in Calvary, cross the bridge, have our nature changed, be born again, not a corruptible seed, but incorruptible, and be made fit to go to heaven. Amen. We can cross the bridge and escape that awful place. Amen. Thank God for His mercy. And the mercy is still going out for you. And the message is still going out. Avoid this place. Avoid this place. You don't have to go there. And as I read it, I can't help but see, and, and you, you can't hear the emotions on the page, but in my mind, the rich man is surprised he's here. I really, and I, I, I mean, there's been a few derelicts I've met down through the years that thought they wanted to go here. But most everybody says, I don't want to go there. Most everybody says, I'll, I'll, I'll get out of it. Not tonight. Or not right now. Or when it's more convenient, I'll get out of it. Read about the Roman governor Felix, right? Paul reasons with him with righteous temperance and judgment. Felix trembled. The Lord spoke to him. And he said, Paul, go away. But when it's more convenient, I'll call for it. He had intentions. Of getting it right. right. Hell's yeah. full of people with good intentions. Yeah. Right. right. Sure is. I'll get it right later. But not tonight. Not right now. And somewhere, sometime, death is going to find you. It may be on the way home tonight. It may be 20 years from now. But at some point, your life is going to end. And you're going to wake up in paradise or in heaven. One place or the other. And then it's fixed forevermore. Hey, you can avoid this place. The mercy of God has made a way that you don't have to go to hell. But don't wait too long. Don't say I'll get it fixed and let it go by. I, I, I don't know this, but the rich man probably, and Brother Cook said that Lazarus witnessed to him, and he may have, I don't know. But he sure wasn't expecting to go here. He sure wasn't. But he's there for all the time. Tonight, you don't expect to go to hell. I, I know y'all don't. You, you, listen, even if you're lost, you think I'll get this right somewhere down the road. But the longer you wait, the harder it gets. The longer you wait, the more the devil speaks true. The longer you wait, the harder your heart gets. The longer you wait, you're one step closer to the mercy of God. Brother Wayne, there's a song ready. Would you stand together? There's a place called hell. 380. There's a real place. But you don't have to go. Jesus said, Whosoever will, let him come. Take the water of life free.
Garden Red. A little while ago, we were singing and shouting, and we were happy, and the reason that we were is because that we know that we missed this place that he preached about. That's something to shout about, and that'll make you that'll make you shout and testify and sing and all that kind of stuff. But as Brother Dustin preached, this thing is fixed. The separation of hell and the paradise of God, heaven, is, is fixed. There's no, we live in a world today where adjustments are made, especially if they see a statistic that kids are failing in school and they're going to change something. They'll either lower the standard or, or they'll do something to try to get everybody caught up. That's just the world that we live in today. Is that you can go and get the right attorney and, and you, can, you can usually squeeze your way out of, out of the law or things on this earth. But this is fixed. This is fixed. There's no bargaining after this. I love the way he put it. And there's no reason anybody should go there. No reason in the world that anybody should go there. If you've got it in your mind that just people like Adolf Hitler are in hell. You've got it wrong. You've got it wrong. There's people full of people that's paid their taxes on time, educated their children, provided for their children, tried to abide by the laws of the land, tried to help their neighbor. this scripture was put down in the Bible for a reason to let us know. This wasn't a parable. This this was this did happen. Did happen. I've heard preachers say that they wish they could open up and let you just peek off in there. I believe if we could, we would still see this man that he preached about. Still begging for a drop of water yeah. on his no, no partying going on, no, no high-fiving, no drinking, no doing drugs, all that stuff. Why don't you find it? Now go ahead and sing another verse. Yeah. 